Yo, Osmosis Jones. What's up? Do you, do you get what? that reference? Yeah, from the movie. That's not even a fucking reference, bro. What do you? You just said you just said the name of the movie. <laughs> Welcome back to Boomer Dad Millennial Comrades with your host Evan, Ozzy, Ron, Jen, and Jared. Well, if Jen was here, we would have started. We would have started immediately. We're only here to waste your time, Dad. I promise. Hey, Dad. Hey, what's up? I'm finishing a burrito and drinking uh, too much sugar. <clears throat> Uh-oh, too much sugar. What does that mean? I mixed Sprite with uh, blueberry pinnacle vodka. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. pinnacle. Where is that made? I don't know. <laughs> but it tastes terrible. Sick. But you're gonna finish it? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the kind of guy you are. Dude, it's genuinely terrible. Yeah. My burrito's good, though. When I was listening to the episode, the last episode, that the only people who were in it was Dad and Jared, but Dad was the only one talking, really. Inter- Dad, you were interrupting Jared whenever he tried to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking... I was thinking, and you wouldn't let him finish his point. He would start to explain something to you, and then you would just be like, how? How? And then you'd go on, whatever. This is a friendly, this is a uh, constructive criticism, not just douche thing. But I was thinking during it, we should change the name of the podcast to, uh, or or like make a series or some, do something where it's titled uh, Vulgar Proletariat. Because that is what our, that's like, our whole show is just us all just talking uh, with a very vulgar understanding of most of the things that we're talking about. And we're all proletariat, so. Yeah, but I like Boomer Dad, I like Boomer Dad Millennial Comrades more of an, as a name. Yeah, me too. But vulgar proletariat, but, I think, sounds pretty good. I would, I would get lost in that title, Evan, because I don't understand it at all. I mean, I, See, I, Dad, I, I understand. I have to say this. Vulgar, I have to say this, Dad. Vulgar vote, man. You, you, like, we will try to explain things to you, and it seems, or we do explain things to you, and it seems like you just kind of, the next week you, for, like, basically, I, I feel like you don't want to understand, like, you don't understand what vulgar proletariat means. We've explained proletariat to you, so is it only vulgar that you don't understand in this context? No, again, you 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 lose it in in translation. the The idea when I say when I say I don't understand it, I'm talking about boomers in general would get lost. They don't. Well, if we explain it, but I don't think I don't think you speak for all boomers, right? I think no, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to speak for every boomer. I'm just trying to to tell you that, you know, there is a diverse audience that's that's out there that's possible, and and explaining it, you know, it's kind of like mansplaining. Some people are gonna hear it. Some people are gonna say, "Fuck Dad, you." Dad, I prolsplain all the time. I'm constantly prolsplaining. 
I'm constantly explaining. I'm constantly explaining fucking how capitalism is evil to everyone, and I know it pisses people off, but I don't give a fuck. I got to do it for my own sanity. I don't really think that capitalism is evil. I'm I'm simplifying it. I'm I'm generalizing it. Capitalism is exploitative, and capitalism is causing a lot of problems, and might even make human humanity go extinct if we don't if we can't overthrow it and remove it. But uh. So, Dad, I wanted to say I listened to the last episode. The best part, well, obviously, I, I, I agree. I liked what Jared was saying. There was a couple of things that you said that I was like, yeah, that, that seems all right. A lot of stuff you were saying where I was like, dude, if I was there or whatever, I would have been like, no. Like, this is where I think you're mistaken. But you, the best part was at the end when you when you said, we, this, this was awful. We should have scrapped this whole thing or something like that. That was fucking hilarious. But there were there were some parts <laughs> there were some parts in there where I was just like I fully disagree with you. Uh, but I'm not gonna go back through and listen. I didn't write down the notes, and I'm not gonna go back through to listen again to fucking like correct the record here. But I just wanted to say, for me, my opinion, like that some of the stuff that was said in last week's episode, I disagree with completely. But it's it's to each their own, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, no. Yeah, uh, fuck, fuck that phrase. All right, um, Evan. <laughs> fuck that phrase. That's what it means. That's what it means, dude. I know. I know. But fuck that phrase, bro. I um, while, when I was in while I was uh, in college, I uh, was talking to this uh, history teacher, who was also our critical thinking. Um, Ozzy, is this the same teacher who said that uh, monarchy is the best system? Yes. Okay. Um, oh, wait, I have to say this because, yeah, that fucking, where you said that and you were in that one episode that I also wasn't in, where you were like, oh, yeah, he had a really good point. He was like, monarchy would be perfect if everything was completely different and monarchs were perfect and they just did everything democratically. That made no fucking sense, dude. I loved it. No, It's great. No. No, what he was referring to is the best form of government is a monarchy because they're the ones that don't have to deal with uh, uh, bureaucratic bullshit where like, oh, this needs to be done? Oh, well, let's, you know, instead of going, oh, well, let's pass bills on it, let's pass a law on it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Let's let's go through this whole bureaucratic process to do it. It would just be like, oh, no, you want it done here. Done. Snap of a finger. Done. It's done. And and he was uh, he he was saying that that because that would be like it's the reason it's the best because of how little barriers you have to um, uh, passing something that could benefit um, uh, the citizens in that nation. But obviously, that that's only that only makes sense when you're in a vacuum and there's like no. It doesn't uh, even make sense in a vacuum. That doesn't make any sense. That's completely opposite of how that actually goes. That no, you're, t- you're. But that's a, what do you mean? It would work perfectly fine in a vacuum. What are you talking about? No, you're it's saying true. you're saying that a monarchy would be the best system of government if monarchy was in this magical world where everything, like where the monarch wants to do everything exactly democratically. Like it makes no fucking sense, dude. Well. In, in, the, in the sense that if if he was trying to do things in the best interests for his people, that would work. Ozzy, 
the only way that a monarch gets to be at the top <clears throat> is through the oppression of the people at the bottom. It's very similar to capitalism. Feudalism is very similar to capitalism in that sense of there, there are the enslaved classes, um, the serfs who, who are oppressed and funnel all of their money and labor power up to the, to the bourgeois classes. So it's it wouldn't be the bourgeois. I know, but I'm I'm trying to make an allegory to to yeah. uh, capitalism, but it's very similar in that way. So what you're saying does not make sense specifically because they're only in power through oppression, and I that's that, if, basically what you're saying is capitalism could be the perfect form of government if the capitalists just did everything that the workers said. I mean, that's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, when you put it that way, yeah, kind of. If 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 the workers are like, we want more money, and the capitalists are like, okay, I love it. Oh man. Well, okay, guys. Well, Ozzy, I derailed you from. You were saying another story about okay. this fucking right, right. biggest idiot all I've right. ever heard about in my life. Uh, all right, look. All right, look. You you what you're doing is a genetic fallacy, just because it came from. Uh, that motherfucker doesn't mean uh, it's automatically wrong. But the point is, okay, the point is fuck that phrase because I once asked him if someone had racist beliefs but never acted on them would that be okay? And he said said, fuck no that wouldn't be okay. Why, what, in what world is it okay for people to keep horrible beliefs and not, and, and, and the people not actively try to change those beliefs and make 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 sure that the people know that what they believe in is actually 100% wrong and or awful and should not think that way but just because they're not acting on it doesn't mean that it's okay for them to have those beliefs and that's why you want to hear my instant critique of this man who I do believe may be the dumbest man on earth (laughs) all right okay so he says that if someone is racist but never does anything racist, like never is bi- whatever, no, that, that, doesn't the act on them, like, like doesn't like, harm no, others. That's wrong, right? That's still wrong. So if there's a king who has all he has all sovereign power and has control over everyone and everything, but doesn't ever use that power in that way, like in his imagined fantasy bit monarchy being the best, no, that's still wrong. No one should be allowed to have all that power and be able to snap their fingers and make whatever like they think the people want or whatever the people want right like that's not how that's not the best system you can't have someone who's fucking in control of all that shit like it doesn't make sense he basically i'm saying he's completely contradicting himself by saying you can't like like racism is always wrong even in the circumstance of someone who's racist but doesn't do anything racist but then he's saying, but the perfect system of government is a king who can just do, like, only what's good. Yeah, that, but that doesn't, that, that, so what, what he said about monarchy is irrelevant. Like, stick to the, stick to the. No, I'm the saying this is my, well, I'm, the racism thing, it just, I don't really, it's not, that's not that important to me. I don't think, I don't disagree that racism is wrong whether or not you are discriminating or be, being a dick or whatever. I do agree no, no, with no, that. No, 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 no. That's not the point. I'm talking about the beliefs. I'm the saying... Belief? Yes. 
I'm saying so racism, having racist beliefs is wrong no matter what. Yeah. Right. I agree too. Full support for Comrade Ozzy. But I'm saying that whatever. If if you guys don't understand how I'm correlating the two, to me it makes perfect sense to be like, why is he saying, oh, it's extra special bad when someone like, but then making excuses for monarchism and saying monarchism could be the best could be the best system. So he was he was just. He was just he was just talking about the forms of government, but he wasn't putting into context of what you were doing. I also and, feel like it was a hot take. The thing that Ozzy yeah. said in the last episode was probably a hot take from that take. guy. Yeah, he did. You said it was a hot take. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah I said something. I said like, <laughs> some, oh, this is like a crazy take or something. The other thing is we're we're analyzing this under the lens of what we know now. Under, well, under uh, what? I don't want to interrupt you. I, I want, I mean, basically, all I want to say, even though I've said it, I have to be clear. Like, the thing that, that thing about the teacher saying that monarchism could be the best, hypothetically, like, that is the most, to me, that is like the craziest thing that's been said on this podcast so far. And that's including, like, <laughs> like, even things that I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck? Like, I hate that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. So, but sorry, I mean, if you were in the middle of. I get, I get, I get how you're analyzing it because you're, you're still seeing it from the point of view that we have now with the, the way our, uh, human society has functioned and, and, and your, your real issue with this, well, how did that guy get to that power and blah, blah. But even um, more, because even more than that, you can't just be like, well, in a perfect vacuum, if you had a guy who could snap his fingers and make everything perfect, that would be the best system. Like it doesn't make any sense. There is zero. I don't know. I'm just. I'm gonna lose my shit if we keep talking. Uh, <laughs> it's because you're still analyzing it from the from what you have it now. You're you're literally talking about the monarchies that have existed in the past and using those to analyze this hypothetical. But in this hypothetical, yeah. we have no. We have no actual way to compare it because all we have is that our the monarchies that we've had for the most part have always been bad because of the way people got to power. No, I'm not I advocating for monarchy. I'm just saying the no, way you're analyzing it is uh, is critical because you're com- using yeah. our history. I'm more for I'm, I am much further critical of it than that. I am telling you that if I was in that room and that guy said whatever he said. What the way yeah, you're explaining it's, it's not like, if I heard exactly what he fucking said, I would have said, You are a stupid fuck. That is the dumbest <laughs> thing that I've ever heard about. Dude, so we can all agree that Ozzy has been fully defending monarchism and he is a monarcho communist. <laughs> uh, Ozzy just wants there to be king communists who just does the people's will. Wait, wait, um, wasn't that just Stalin though? Wasn't that just yeah, Lenin, though? We, which is why we hate Stalin. All right, no. let's move on. No, that's why you hate Stalin because you think of that. You think of him that way. No, that's I not don't. How he was. No, I have a much. I have a much more nuanced view of Stalin than you think. But I just think that he did bad shit. And yeah, so does everyone, bro. I know, but that's a re- that, yes. People do bad shit, so you have to criticize the bad shit. Yeah, bad shit is wrong. You can criticize so bad shit. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So, guys, this is this is. I was. Scrolling through Reddit, 
And uh, let me see what it says here. Someone posted on the socialism um, thing, and I kind of wanted to share a little bit of what they said. Okay. Basically, basically they um, uh, basically they they posted about how Jordan Peterson said that there's no there are no great socialist intellectuals. Okay. What? That's I so. Wanted, yeah, it is. It's Jordan Peterson, and obviously he's a fucking idiot. But I think that's interesting because there obviously there's a ton of. Okay, can we can we pause right now? Can we pause yeah, and just list the ones that that's we know off the top of our heads, starting with Ozzy, Hassan, Hassan, Hassan. Socialist intellectual, a great socialist intellectual. I just imagine you have like a bust of him on your desk. <laughs> no, I, I don't, but I do admire him for converting me to a leftist. That's good, man. But you know, you know some others, Ozzy. Who, who other, who else, like from history, do you know that's a fucking smart boy socialist? You're putting Ozzy. You're putting Ozzie No, he knows. Top. He knows a bunch, dude. Smart boy socialist. We made a bot, bro. We made a bot. List all the list all oh, the yeah, boys yeah, yeah. in the bot. Oh, list. List, list the bots. All right, let's yeah. go with motherfucking. All right, obviously we're gonna go with uh, motherfucking Karl Marx. Yeah. The first one, obviously. Yeah. We're gonna go with Vladimir Lenin. Yeah. And then we're gonna go with fucking what's his fucking name? He was some Arabic dude. Hold on. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know his name. I know. Uh, You're yeah. good, man. Oh, wait. Are you gonna say Gaddafi? No. No. Okay. Good. <laughs> no. No. It's just that. Um, uh, fuck. No, you you've got me right now on the spot. No, you're good, man. Keep just skip this one. Skip the what one about, you're thinking. What of. about the American? What about the American one that that you guys put on there? Remember the American? Him? Yeah, there was a uh, guy named Eugene. Oh, no. it's all good. Gonna, it's I'm all good, gonna, man. Bro, okay, but so Ozzy yeah. got Ozzy got three, right? That's that's just straight off the top of his head. No, that was only two. He didn't say that. He, he got Eugene, bro. Guy. He got Eugene. I said Eugene. Yeah, but he said it too, so it counts. It All right. Counts. And then, <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then Dad, Dad, you go next. Pick pick some socialist fucking leaders that you know. That I know? Yeah, well, not that I'm you not know. that old. No, that you can remember the names of that are Do you know who are some great socialist intellectuals? Off the top of your head, that you can think I of. know you know at least three. Yeah, intellectual. Oh my god! Just famous. Um, I would. I would just. I would just say by default, uh, Karl Marx. Mm-hmm. And and from what I've learned over the last year, a uh, year and a half, uh, Eugene Debs. Yeah. What and, about? And and then I would say. Uh, Evan, Jared, Ozzy, Jen, <laughs> and those, those are those are the only socialist intellectuals that I listen to. No, but who, <laughs> Dad? Who was the leader of the Vietnamese Revolution? Well, of course, there's the Ho Chi Minh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, so oh. that there's so many socialist uh, thinkers out there. And they have all written huge swaths. You can look, you can easily find it online at the Marxist Archive. It's, Marxist.org. Yeah. Right? If that's your if that's your line of if that's your line of interest. But 
what we're trying to do in, in developing this program is Evan, Evan began with his critique of our last podcast, number 17, mm-hmm. and his, his views are legitimate. And I did say, I did admit at the end, we should scrap it because I thought it sucked. And for those reasons, Jared, Jared and I, and uh, most of the, the conversation was dominated by me. And I did literally cut Jared off on a lot of the, the things. But the, the point is that, that, you know, Evan does it. Ozzy does it. We okay. all do it. Mm-hmm. We we nip each other's thing because we feel that our point is not finished, and you know when we interject, you know it's because we've got this hot idea that we want to put in there, and we don't think about being rude to each other because we're all bonded, we're all close, we feel like we're family, so we can. But it doesn't make for a good program, and and that was the point that Evan was trying to make. Yeah, it can, but I th- it can it can mess with the flow. But I think the best way for this podcast to be produced, because I think that honestly the format's pretty good, but the best way for it to be produced would be if we were all around the same table, so that we can read each other's body exactly. language, tell when someone needs to speak or what you know when we can whatever like where it's easier to kind of interject something really quick and then let them go back instead of over the internet where we don't see each other. And it's like, in order to try to push back or to interject, it's like much more like stop the, stop the press. Kind of, you know? uh, hashtag stop the steal. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag uh, January 6th interaction. <laughs> Dude. Um, so good. Did you yeah. now, did you want to, with some intellectuals because the, the actually the thing that I was going to do was like read this person's post where they go into detail they they give multiple eight they give eight socialist into great socialist intellectuals and they give quotes from them and a lot of people are on the list are people that most people do not know as socialists even though everybody knows their name because all this shit has been blackwashed they have they have removed from history all these famous people that everybody knows that all these people were socialists and that all these people thought that capitalism was need needed to be ended so that we could continue. Oh, can I, can I, can I edit my, my, uh, list? Can I add some right now? Yep. Yes. Uh, Yes. Okay. Martin Luther King Jr. And Jesus Christ. <laughs> now I like how Dad put Martin Luther King Jr. before Jesus Christ. Yeah, obviously saying G- uh, Jesus can't, doesn't even hold a candle to the not even close heaven. I'm just teasing you, Dad. Okay, yeah, I would I like don't. to list. I would like to list some. Can I go first, Terry? You can go I, first. Yeah. Well, you actually you just go because no, because I, mean, I have a lot. I have a lot, so you go first. And you're doing it off the top of your head. Yes. Okay, well, I'm also doing it off the top of my head. So let me see here. Well, we've got many. We've got many. We've got Pierre-Joseph Proudhon, French anarchist. We've got Eugene V. Debs, an American socialist team leader. we got Big Bill Haywood. we got got... Uh, shit, what was that other guy's name that was part of that? 
can't remember right now, but we got Rosa Luxemburg, Carl Liebnick, um, uh, Kropotkin, Bakunin, um, uh, Antonio Gramsci, and uh, obviously the classics like Marx, Engels, Lenin, Mao. Uh, we got how many more? How many more? We got like infinitely more, but these are just these are just a few. Obviously, just a few real famous ones. Yeah. Now, who have I missed that's really important? I missed I missed some people that are really important. Let me think for a second. No, don't. It's off the top oh, of your head, Trotsky. bro. We got Trotsky. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm thinking. We got Leon Trotsky murdered by evil Stalin. No, not evil <laughs> Stalin. <laughs> uh, we got who? Uh, then let me think here. Oh, well, there's uh, many more. Obviously, Oppenheimer. No, I'm just kidding. I just went to go see oh, that. Actually, Oppenheimer was a socialist. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. I I remember him um, talking about that in the movie. It was the first time I've seen a Western movie portray communists and socialists in a good light. But obviously, you still see like the anti-communist propaganda that was happening during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. almost they they had to like they basically were like they tried to check him out and make sure he wasn't gonna wasn't gonna give the nuclear stuff to like they were like okay he's a loyal American even though he's a socialist yeah. and family member family members <laughs> communists and shit. <laughs> Guess yeah. what? Uh, Guess what? Turns out the British were the ones who were doing that shit. The British were. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, George Orwell, Albert Einstein. Uh, we got Bernie Sanders as a socialist. We got mm-hmm. uh, Evan. We're not we just got, listing. We're not just listing socialists. We're listing socialist right. thinkers specifically. Well, they, they all are. All these people are thinkers. They're just maybe not. They're not explicitly like writing. To, oh, we got W. E. B. Du Bois. All right, stop. It's my turn now, dude. Jesus Christ, <laughs> dude! I can't believe you missed two of the most important. You missed Che Guevara. And fucking uh, uh, Castro. Castro. Um, no, they're not that important. We got Clara Zedkin, bro. And you guys, she's she's a famous famous socialist thinker, bro. You never heard of Clara Zedkin? No, I haven't, but I guess I should have. Uh, you guys also forgot Frederick Engels. No, I said oh. Engels. Oh, did you? Oh. Yeah, I said Marx and Engels and Mao. Mao, Mao Zedong. Yep. Uh, that's that's yeah, all. Hey, I, that's all. Hold I'm on, going. we can't forget. We can't forget about our modern intellectual thinker who was a socialist. Which one? Donald Trump. Uh, he was socialist <laughs> for the rich. <laughs> he, uh, he did socialism shit. for the rich. Come on, guys. Ozzy, get your mega communism out of the podcast, okay? Get it out. So, so, yeah. So, all right. So let's move on now. This is this is what the person wrote. Okay, so. Um, number one, there's eight. So one, Albert Einstein. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a quote from him. It, it says, private capital tends to become concentrated in a few hands, partly because of competition among the capitalists and partly because technological development and the increasing division of labor uh, encourage the formation of larger units of production at the expense of smaller ones. So I think I might have like didn't basically I slightly fucked up the delivery on that one, but I think it was completely understandable, right? Number two, Bertrand Russell. In 1918, the philosopher and mathematician said, "Quote: 
I do not think any reasonable person can doubt that the evils of power in the present system, capitalism, are vastly greater than is necessary, nor that they might be diminished by a suitable form of socialism. Uh, number three, Helen Keller. This is one a lot of people do not know about. Quote, the creators of wealth are entitled to all they create. Thus, they find themselves pivoted against the profit-making system. They declare no compromise so long as the majority of the working class lives in want, while the master class lives in luxury. Uh, number four, Oscar Wilde. The famous playwright wrote an article called, quote, uh, Soul of a Man Under Socialism. And his, from that, it's quoted, Socialism, by converting private property into public wealth, will restore society to its proper condition and ensure the material well-being of each member of the community. Five, Martin Luther King. Uh, another quote here. Call it democracy or call it democratic socialism, but there must be a better distribution of wealth within this country for all God's children. Uh, six, Jack London. He's an author. Of, uh, there's one book called Call of the Wild, I think most people have heard of. A uh, quote from him is, as for me, you wonder why I am a socialist. I'll tell you, it is because socialism is inevitable, because the present rotten and irrational system cannot endure. Um, number seven, George Orwell. Even though he is considered to be uh, fucking anti-communist by some, and people call him like a snitch and, sh and shit like that, which I don't, I haven't looked into it super hard, um, but I have my, I probably would have where I thought he did you know, just like with everything, like there's some things that he probably did that weren't weren't very good. But I do defend his writing. I think his writing are anti-fascist. And uh, even though some people try to claim that they're anti-communist. Um, so so um, he, he was a socialist and he has a quote here. Every line of serious work I have written since 1936 has been written directly and indirectly against totalitarianism and for democratic socialism. And I'll also note that George Orwell fought on the side of the left, the communists and anarchists and socialists against the fascists in the Spanish Civil War. Um, and number eight, which was one I learned about the other day, and, and um, it's Malala Yousafzai. She was, um, I think, she was tortured by the Taliban or something because she wanted to keep going to wanted to go to school or something like that, and she got, became very famous. Based on that, but again, in the West, she's been like uh, whitewashed or whatever. Like they've tried, to, they've hidden the socialist part of her politics, and they've just tried to say like that she's just a feminist, but she's actually a socialist feminist. So she has, she has, she has a quote here that says, "I am convinced socialism is the only answer, and I urge all comrades to take this struggle to a victorious conclusion. Only this will free us from the chains of bigotry and exploitation." So yeah, I mean. And there's many, many more. There's so many famous people that are famous um, in U.S. history that have just been um, buried. At least their political beliefs uh, have been buried in order to make uh, left-wing politics seem like they are uh, completely like you. You can't. You. It's not reasonable to be further left than fucking. Uh, just a, a milk toast liberal or whatever. And it's it's crazy. But uh, that actually reminded me, Dad, you said one thing in the last podcast. Uh, you said something about a leftist journalist 
said that it it's it's a crime it's a crime against America to be to, for there for anyone to vote third party or for they to there to be a to form a third party against the Democrats. Immediately, if I was in there and and just now, like no, that wasn't a leftist. A leftist would not say we can't form a left wing party to challenge the Democrats. You you must be confusing a liberal with a leftist. In fact, they would be kind of a right wing liberal because like most a lot of liberals are kind of left leaning and they they were voting for like Bernie Sanders and shit. So they were voting for an independent who was running for the Democratic nomination who called himself a democratic socialist. So it's not left left wing people are not going, we can't make the Democratic Party more left or we can't form a party that's more left wing. It must have been a liberal like which do you know which journalist it was which who it was? I, I can see his I can see his face. I don't remember his name, but he was a spokesman for Hillary Clinton. Okay, so that's a that's liberal, right definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. Let me just uh, let me go go back to your list, Evan. Um, yep. You you mentioned being you mentioned being blackwashed, and Oscar Wilde, in order to to diminish him, in order to try and and uh, crush anything Oscar Wilde ever said, ever said, ever wrote. Uh, the the fascists, in order to crush him on behalf of the uh, capitalists, the first thing that they did was, oh, he's a homosexual. Therefore, you know, trying to underscore being a homosexual, you're not worthy to be listened to. But your entire list of of creative writers and you know people who had their their uh, beliefs in socialism. We're all intellectuals, regardless of what, you know, undermining uh, attempts are made. Jack London, you know, you, you mentioned Call of the Wild, but, but he's got a, a plethora of adventures, books that, you know, hey, the guy was a stud, you know? Everything, every character that he had was was a rock star. You know, would give Indiana Jones a kick in the nuts, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, you know, for for me to hear your list. I mean, these these are are new to me, all new, and chances are I will never read anything that any of them said in a quest to learn more about socialism. That's so least, funny I'm that I love more. it. I love it. I'm learning. I'm learning more about. I'm learning more about socialism every day, but generally, it's because of the conversations that we have, that right. we have. And that's that. And that's I feel why, like that is the right. most important thing to take away from this podcast. Honestly, is just the shit that we talk about. Uh, the the more you learn, Dad, the the better. Like the better you'll be at at. Uh, debunking all these fucking fascist right-wing talking points that people constantly come up with like yep. like like that idea that there's no such thing as a left-wing fucking uh thinker it's like that's that's fucking bullshit communists right. that's that's our whole thing is we think about shit <laughs> and then we yeah, write the it down left, the left 
the left is a more intellectual way of doing politics. The left, the left is a more scientific way. Oh my God. Like the right wing is literally reaction and like prejudice and the left is thought and science and progress. But the, um, this, so I wanted to say this wasn't my list. Uh, again, I, I mentioned it earlier. So I, I found it. I was just scrolling through Reddit because I was bored and it was a user by the name of Waxley. So he, he created this list because he heard that stupid fuck Jordan Peterson who's making a bunch of ignorant people more right wing, uh, by that type of shit. Ozzy? Ozzy? He's on a call. Damn it. He's on a call now. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. I think one thing that I think about sometimes, some of the stuff that I hear you say, like I mentioned this to Jared earlier. So in that podcast, there was quite a few things. I, and I've mentioned this before and I think you just got pissed off, but it's not meant to be like hurtful or anything. It's meant to be constructive criticism. Uh, some of the things you were saying, the things that I was disagreeing with that you said in the last podcast, it just sounds to me like right-wing talking points. And it seems to me like the best way for people to become politically literate is to avoid right-wing, well, at least when it comes to right-wing propaganda. You should not indulge in right-wing propaganda. Um, you, sh- you should understand what they're what they're saying but you but you shouldn't treat it as though it's like actually worth like uh critically oh not critic i don't know exactly how to say this but basically you should understand what their positions are and once you understand what their positions are you if you hear right-wingers talking or if you hear people who are being influenced by right-wing politics you can immediately pick apart a lot of what they're saying because it really doesn't make much sense. And I think for, in order for people to become politically literate and politically educated, they need to learn the politics. Uh, like they need to learn about the origins of um, different political terms. They need to learn about what different political ideologies and different political positions mean. Um, like, it, it's really important, I think, to see, uh, to learn about what historically is the left and what historically is the right. Because in the, in the, in the scale of human history, we are like not yet, basically the 1900s was yesterday and the 1800s was last week. And if you want to know what the left and right mean now, you have to know what it meant last week and what it meant yesterday and what it will mean tomorrow. Like, it's really important to learn about history and political history and political ideologies and shit like that. So Um, it's like what Evan was saying is it's important to listen to all sides, but listening to all sides is not the same as taking everyone's word as fact. Uh, because you can listen to what they say and critique them and try to convince them otherwise when you're talking about people who have things wrong but right i mean i do mean like yes you should you should listen to people and take what they're saying seriously but you should also understand where like someone 
I is saying something for an ideological reason, and that ideology has flaws, and and that's why they're actually that's why they believe that's why they're saying that when it's it really could come across as like utterly ignorant or absurd uh, for like with certain political positions or certain things they might take. Like today, when I was listening to NPR. I I got I was leaving work and I just like turned on NPR for a second and NPR has off, honestly made me turn me off a lot lately. It's pretty right wing um, for my taste, which you know in the U.S. it's considered very left wing. But it was a debate show and one guy on the debate show was talking about how the police need to arrest uh, homeless people in order to get those homeless people to the services that they need, and the other person was like, "What?" are you talking about? And I was thinking there's so many people in this country that would nod their head and go, yeah, that makes sense. We got to have the police arresting homeless people so that they can get the services they need. I mean, it's utterly absurd, but people's uh, people are through propaganda, through right-wing media, through liberal media, like they're conditioned to just think, yeah, you know, the police would be able to just arrest homeless people and that would get them to the services they need. Like, I don't know. It's just mind blowing to me. It's like so much right wing and liberal uh, ideolo- ideological statements fall apart at the at the smallest scrutiny, especially when you kind of learn a base like foundation of like actual left wing emancipatory and liberatory uh, politics. But yeah, I don't know. Well, the other thing, I don't know if I mentioned it on here, but I'll quickly say it. Uh, basically, the reason why I stopped listening to NPR is because of two things. One day I turned on the radio and a woman was on it and who was talking to like an audience and was just saying, yeah, actually, it's really good that FDR died when he did because FDR was like, he was going to be a new Stalin. He was, he was like... <laughs> he probably would have been, dude. <laughs> and like the democrats they had so much control and they were like they were like taking away all the power of businesses and like basically and i was like screaming at the radio like this person should not like what the fuck are they talking about how is no one in the audience going really fdr was becoming a dictator like she literally said fdr was becoming a dictator and it's good he died when he did because he never would have stopped running for president. Like, it's like, oh my god, I hate you. No, hate dude, you. he would have stopped running for president, but the, what she's talking about is capitalism was losing power. Yeah, like, exactly. she sees exactly. she sees and is critiquing properly, but said the wrong thing. She didn't no, realize, yeah, she doesn't realize that what she's saying is capitalism is losing its, no. its hegemonic power. And I think she does. I think she's on the wrong side. She's on the side. Okay. Of the well, movie. either way, she realizes it and is and is trying to spin it in a way that makes right. like that makes progressives look, look bad. Yeah. Yeah. Where I was like, all right, and I stopped listening for quite a while now, and I barely put it on now. Like, only if I basically, you know, don't want to put something on on my phone real quick. It's just easier to. It says on it. Uh, it said on it. There was a guy who was like a government guy. He either he was like intelligence or military or something. And he was talking about the war in Ukraine. And he said, Russians don't care about anything. They hate life. This is, you know, he said Slavic people. He said Slavs, Eastern Mm -hmm. Europeans, Russians, people of that ethnicity. They hate life. They can't imagine anything good in the future. And 
they, uh, yeah, uh, basically he just said incredibly racist shit. And yeah. nobody pushed back. There was a guy who was like interviewing him and the guy didn't say anything. He was just like, oh, interesting. Slavs are uh, idiot people that don't believe in anything and they just, uh, they hate life and they just want to die. <laughs> I, and like, what's funny is I would have critiqued that as the opposite, like, because Slavs, dude, they literally have, they, they had communism, like they, they didn't have, they didn't have full communism, but they had what was making steps towards a brighter future when all we had over here in the West was this fucking capitalist hellscape that was just progressively getting worse and worse. And they had, they had not only a view of the future, but like, kind of lived in like not a utopia but better than what we had over here and a lot of people would say a lot of people would disagree with me but from my research that's what i've come to understand the way way i would say it was that obviously the russians believed in a better future because the russians were the first ones to have a socialist revolution and overthrow a like and and then the whole world, all of, even all the Marxists and communists in the world were very surprised. They were like, "Wait, Russia, Russia? The the the, the Russian czar was overthrown by the people, the right. workers, and they're establishing workers' councils. They're establishing, they're trying to build socialism. Holy fuck, that's crazy. Let's let we need to like figure this out. We need to work together. And like, it's yeah, no, it's just incredibly racist and it's ahistorical too. Yeah. It, it's ahistorical, but it's not because the guy doesn't know. It's because the guy is on the side of the bourgeoisie. Right. He wants he wants the Rush he wants everyone to think the Russians are stupid and evil. Right. Like it's insane. Yeah. But yeah, Dad, I think you were gonna say something a while ago and then I I Dad Daddy-o. It it's it's interesting that you know, you to listen to you guys go back and forth and I think about progress and you know, that way back when Evan and Ozzy were fighting about, you know, monarchy and, and that crap. But thinking about progress, the first thing comes to my mind is the analogy of a log drive when, you know, timber companies were running down the rivers. And I think about uh, the, the fascist notions. They're... The fascist idea was to stop progress, is to stop you guys from your free-flowing ideas, your, your free exchange of information. The, the best thing for a fascist to do would be to interrupt you. How do you stop? How do you create a log jam? How do you not get the lumber or the timber to the lumber factories, you know? And... When you when you have a particular topic that that's flowing really well, somebody's got to throw in this idea, whether it's you know attacking narcissism or creating some kind of distraction. There's a logjam, and even if you're th- talking about a monarch, and he could be the nicest guy or the nicest woman in the world, and you know completely. Uh, interested in everyone other than themselves, completely non-narcissistic. It still comes down to the reason that monarchies don't work is because it's a monopoly. Yep. And and this is the problem with capitalism. It is 
all of these people stuck on the idea that they want to control as much as they possibly can control, whether it's politically or financially. We have, you know, nine billionaires in the United States that call themselves Americans that control $72 trillion of the American economy. And the American military budget and all of that stuff is somewhere around what seven trillion dollars or something like that and you want to talk about politicians all talking about well we want to make everything equal we want to make you know we want to raise up the the uh ethnic groups so that they're equal and we want to make things you know financially uh square so everybody is equal well you just Think about the dynamic of $72 trillion in the hands of nine people versus, you know, 50% of Americans control um, like maybe 12%. 12. Yeah. What equality are you talking about, you sons of bitches? Equality? And we get hung up on these things. We get these log jams because the, the fascists create this fog of war. They, they want us to be distracted. They don't want us to progress. They don't want us to grow. They don't want the movements. You know, we were going to talk about unions a couple of weeks ago, and we'll get to that eventually, hopefully soon. But talking with Jared about, you know, folding up the checkerboard, how do we fix this situation that we have in the United States and therefore the rest of the world is you've got to fold the checkerboard up and take it home. You well, gotta, Dad, one, of you know, things, one of the things about that analogy, I do, I did agree. I do agree with that analogy for the most part, although I think it's a bit simplistic. Um, one thing I wanted to say is that right wing politics are exclusive. Capitalism is exclusive. Like you were saying, feudalism, capitalism, exclusive. And it's a monopoly. Yes. Left wing politics is inclusive. It's about including people yeah. while capitalism is about excluding people. But um, you can say that you can yeah. say that, Evan. And, and for the most part, I can I can agree. But there's also fascists that are in there and they're fucking things fascists, up. Fascists are included in capitalism. Fascists are meant to defend capitalism from socialism. That's and the they're in the left as well. Huh? Fascists are in the left? I mean, yeah, they're no. in the left. They're, they're wearing, they're like a tick, Evan. They're they're an infectious disease. There are infiltrators, yes, but they aren't left. Infiltrators are fucking not part of the left. They're just infiltrators. But that's not the point. That's okay, not well, the I point. want to say, the thing about the, the yes, I agree with Jared. The way to actually fold up the board and take it home is for all workers to unite, come together, and in many different, in, in using all a lot of tactics, but withholding our labor, going to the streets, arming ourselves, peaceful protest, uh, you know, uh, civil disobedience, all this shit, taking seizing property, all this shit. But when the when the um the board or the world has been nailed down by the United States empire and 
their allies, whether whether like willing or you know the monopolists. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 main thing is that there is no folding up the board for the workers as long as uh, the fucking powers that be everything on under such tight control. What we have to do is organize along every tactic along all these lines and unite all the workers, all the people unite to take on this fucking capitalist. Uh, hegemony and capitalist uh, system and and fight and win and it's very complicated it's not super it's not it's not easy at all that's why we haven't won yet and, and here's, here's is part of the re- their absolute genocidal brutality they're homicidal maniacs they will do anything okay. to keep I know you get there it. is already there is already the will, there is already the understanding around the world that we need to unite and form a coalition. It's just we have to we have to get out there because we have to get out there and mobilize locally in our local areas and like join your local SRA, join your local CPUSA or DSA, join join your local community to IWW. fight to IWW to fight against fascism and, and, and to bring about this, this fucking thing we call communism and socialism, because that's Amen. where it really matters, dude. You have to get out there and mobilize just listening Amen. to this, po- just listening to this podcast. And I know we only have 40 listeners on the weekly, but that's not enough. Like it is, it's smart. That's getting, that's educating yourself. Even though we're dumb as fuck, but it still it's you're educating yourself, but you need to not only be educating yourself, but those around you. So get out, mobilize, join your local parties. Uh, yeah. SRA. I mean, Green Party on, on a national scale, when it comes to political parties that are actually on the ballot, the Green Party is an eco-socialist party that anyone can go and register and register as Green Party. Cornell West. That was a guy I was going to say on the list earlier, but I fucking forgot. He's a socialist. Yeah. He's running for president for Green Party. You know, we what we need to do is use every avenue and every tactic and every possible maneuver that we can to wrench control and to fight for control and to struggle for control. Because there's only... The, there, uh, there's a quote, I think it's Frederick Douglass or something, and it's one of my favorites. It says, without struggle, there is no progress or something like that. It's a paraphrase. There can be no progress without struggle. And that is what the left is about. It's about struggling for progress. And sometimes we win big. Sometimes we win a little. Sometimes we lose. Sometimes they kill all the communists in a country because of fucking fascism. But what we do is... Together, we're stronger. Together, we can win. And they cannot defeat us. You know, all of us together, when we stand together, we can change the world. And we can truly bring about a better fucking society. And we have to fight for it together. Because if we don't fight for it together, then we're all going to die by ourselves. And mm-hmm. actually, there was a there was a quote that... Um, I don't... Well, it wasn't necessarily a quote. I heard someone say earlier, they said, you know, bury, burying the poor and feeding the rich or something like that. And this is the level, this is, this, I mean, this is really, 
on a human level, this is extremely important. On a, on a global level, just we have to fight for our fellow people. We have to fight for their rights. We can't let anyone get fucking run down and get killed and get left behind. We really have to all stand together and fight for each other because if we don't do it, nobody else will. And we'll just all get fucking, you know, rolled over by capitalism. And so. I think, I think that that's a wrap. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm, I'm ending the recording.